0: And welcome back to W Rated, the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated films. In today's episode, we will be delving into our latest film on IMDb's bottom 100 list with a very special guest. But for any new listeners, my name is Daisy and as always, I'm joined by podcast co-creator and co-host Claire. Claire, how are you doing? Hello. Hello. this is going to be a traumatic
1: episode for me. It was a traumatic watch.
0: I mean, for um, everyone, I feel.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to those who were being Twitter supporters, guiding me through the moment of the, mm-hmm. this watch. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm in a new country. I'm Ooh. in a new job. I've now never have to watch this film again. So yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I thought that was the case for me when I watched this for the first time, but here we are. More <laughs> on that later don't want to hold off any longer before we introduce our very special guest and she can tell us all about why we're talking about this film today <laughs> the tv journalist host of tv time podcast and just an all-round absolute gem of a lass. it's lucy blue
2: hello i'm so excited to be here finally i'm, I'm sorry for the, yes. the choice of film but <laughs> i'm here
0: <laughs> no we're so excited to have you and What a conversation it's going to be. It's not going to be boring, that's for sure. No.
2: (laughs) Well, we haven't obviously
0: mentioned the film yet. Um, We do like to have a little bit of a tradition where um, we have the guest introduce the film as you have specifically chosen this film for us to talk about today. So please take it away. Tell us what we're talking about. And why don't you tell us a little bit about why you've chosen it as well.
2: Okay, yeah, great. So today we are talking about uh, Tom Sixer's The Human Centipede 2. I obviously direct a sequel to his first film, The Human Centipede, first sequence. This is Human Centipede 2, full sequence. (laughs) Lovely titles. Um, And I chose it because I actually did an essay on it in college, Um, kind of to to my lecturer's annoyance. Um, (laughs) I was looking at, like, censorship um, across, like, Mm. the world and kind of how people, like, cut films and, you know, how countries treat sort of adult content, I guess. Um, Mm. So I did that, a Serbian film, and Cannibal Holocaust so it was pretty rough Uh, I got a really good uh, I got a really good mark on it because like honestly like I think it was like I think it was Cannibal Holocaust had like the longest cut like the UK had seen in like years Mm. because the BBFC were like no (laughs) and then the Human Centipede 2 came along and I think they cut (laughs) about six six minutes of it which is quite a lot Mm -hmm. that's a big cut Mm. um and i just think because it was so controversial and it's so iconic now um that i just thought it would be a good one to talk about
0: definitely well we can't deny that it's going to be a very interesting (laughs) conversation that we said and like
2: hats off to you for watching all of those i don't know much
0: about Kevin holocaust but like i don't think i'll ever 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 be able to stomach a serbian film that's for sure oh it's it's horrible i can really freak Mm -hmm. myself out by reading about films like this there was a film that was really popular uh this year on imdb i think it was called someone is uh there was a girl's name megan is missing oh megan is missing like, oh, i've seen that like, mm. yeah. oh what because i always check out the, mm. the most popular list and see you know what what's new and what's what people are talking about and i was like oh this is quite old why why is it number one it was and like I a tiktok at, trend
1: or something wasn't it? it was
0: yeah there's been mm. a few of those actually um where people have been watching clips from films and reacting to them and I read about it and I really freaked myself out. I was home alone for the first time since I've moved in with my housemates and they were, yeah, they'd gone out and we'd been in lockdown. So I've always been around people. And I read this like in the middle of like quite late at night and I freaked myself out. So there's <laughs> something to be said about these kinds of films where it's just, there is a bit of anticipation and like dread. Yeah. And I wonder if that adds or, you know, over eggs things or whether they truly are as scary it's one
1: of the reasons i don't watch as much horror as i would like i really like horror films but i freak myself out in the first 10 minutes of any horror film more than any horror film has ever actually freaked me out right i watched child's play for the first time this weekend the chucky Mm -hmm. film i've always wanted to watch it but i've always just been too nervous to watch it by myself watched it with my cousin it was great i loved it like I had a few jumps but it like wasn't scary but I'm still not gonna watch Bride of Chucky unless someone else is in the house because I know I just can't watch it alone like I just need someone in another room somewhere so that if I hear a noise I could know for certain that it's a human being
0: and not Chucky you can run yeah. out to them and be like Help. oh oh it's you it's fine I'll go back <laughs>
2: I think I actively seek these films out though, which probably says mm. a lot about me as a person. Actually, um I, I kind of I enjoy really twisted sort of like kind of about the human psyche and kind of horror, and I, I like looking at things like that. So mm. I
3: don't
2: know. I, I'm I'm more compelled by it. I think rather than scared at this point. Or, well, I can't wait to me. get your your yeah, opinion I, on this one. I have so. a I lot have of questions have- for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have a few differing opinions on this one. So just before we sort of dive in sure. a little bit, a little bit further, and um, we'll we'll just uh, touch upon sort of um, a little bit more detail about the film itself um, after Lucy's intro there. So, um, as Lucy mentioned, this is um, a sequel. This is um, um, out in 2011, an exploitation horror film. It was written, directed, and co-produced um, by Tom Six. Um, And it's the sequel to the 2009 film, The Human Centipede First Sequence. Um, The film itself, inspired by the fictional Dr. Heiter, I can't remember if it's it's pronounced
2: Heiter. I think think it's Heiter, yeah, yeah.
0: Disturbed, Lona Martin dreams of creating a 12-person centipede and sets out to realise his sick fantasy. So the Dr. Heiter that this reference is actually the doctor from the first film. So, yeah, as Lucy mentioned, you know, this this has got a lot of controversy, a lot of attention around it for various reasons that we'll we'll delve into. Um, Claire, I just want to get your sort of thoughts going in, as this isn't something that you've watched before. It's something that I've watched before, so I'll share a little bit about my thoughts <laughs> going into this second watch. But as a fresh start, what were your feelings before you watched this?
1: So... I had seen the first one um, years ago. I saw the first one right. This is going to age me. I graduated in two thousand and ten, um, and I saw the first one at a post graduation party. And um, so I Ooh. honestly, you've given that face. It gets <laughs> so much worse, Daisy. So my weird anecdote. Really Lucy's heard this story. I, Lucy's uh, like, yes, what a party? <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was the day after graduation, so we were all hungover. But um, I had my At the time, my ex-boyfriend and me graduated at the same time. we would broken up because of long distance. Anyone who knows me at all knows that I like to drink and I drink too much and I spew my feelings everywhere. And this was back in the day of Facebook, so you can imagine how spewy that got and i said some rather unkind things about my ex-boyfriend on facebook he invited me over to his house the next day so we could talk it through because there was obviously still a lot of feelings there i got there and all of our mutual friends are at his house for a human centipede watch party which he thought i knew about so he had just invited me over (laughs) an hour earlier so we could clear the air before watching the film and i was like no one was invited I've never heard so, something so absurd in my life. <laughs> so then all our friends turned up, like, and some of them were his housemates, and they were like, "Oh God, hi Claire!" And it was like so awkward because of all the thing. So we didn't have time to talk, um, but we were like cool with each other. And then we watched this film, um, oh, the first oh one, word. and then at the end of the film, we were like, "Should we go upstairs and talk?" And we ended up getting back together. Um, and oh, so,
0: so like, you have a lot to. Thank for the human centipede. I
1: now wonder, did I get back together with him because I wanted to get back together with him or did I get back together with him because the human centipede freaked me out so much that I was like, well, at least I know he'll never turn me into a human centipede. You never wanted to
0: be alone again.
1: No. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's my relationship to the first one. A Weird, you know, if we'd have ever got married and someone was like, what's your film? (laughs) Well. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, that
0: is not what I expected to come out of my mouth when you start telling this story.
1: Yeah, it's an odd one. Um, but so then I don't think the second one had come out by that point. I think it came out 2011, didn't it? So like the next Mm -hmm. year, the second one came out um, and I remember hearing a bit about the controversy and we were all film graduates. So we kind of kept our ear to the ground about film stuff. And I was like, how can it be really that bad? And I don't know if someone told me to do it or if I just did it myself. But I went on the Wikipedia page yeah. and I read the entire, it's a really detailed plot description. So, uh, yeah, I don't
0: think that's a good idea. I don't I think normally. You freak yourself out more that way. I normally
1: would never do that for any yeah. film. But I was just like, right, if it's really that bad, I'm probably not going to go and see it. I'll, I'll read about it and I read about it and when I got to the end of the Wikipedia page I was like that's the most disgusting thing I've ever read I will never ever so you watch knew the that plot. film I knew the plot I was like I'm never going to watch that film that sounds repulsive right. and lo and behold and here we um, are. <laughs> Friday afternoon I'm sat in a dockyard in Wales getting ready to board a boat to start my new life overseas and I I had to watch The Human Centipede
0: too <laughs> I mean I thought I, I was in a sim position where I was like, right, I've only got a certain day that I can watch this before we record. And i had a really long week. I had to do coursework and film, prep and all of this stuff. And I was like, the last thing I want to do right now is watching this. So I feel like we've really, <laughs> we've really elevated kind of this view and experience of not even really wanting to watch it at the time we watched it either.
1: I mean, let me know when you want me to describe the visceral experience I had of watching this film, because it is like... Mm-hmm. that watching the film is an experience as it as it is yeah. as just the film but i basically experienced a 4dx version of the film <gasps> i was about to say that you took my joke <laughs> um so whenever we want to get to how i because I like most of I, I find it very hard to pick apart my experience of watching the film and my experience of watching the film
0: it's a really good point though it's a really good point and i think that's obviously like a, a bigger bigger discussion for, for any film but yeah there's obviously memories attached but also just mm-hmm. like actual mm-hmm. how you're feeling at the time of watching something and the
1: physical situation yeah. and surroundings
0: yeah whether you feel comfortable whether you feel uncomfortable you know and, yeah. and gonna say for sure that you felt uncomfortable.
1: Oh <laughs> god yeah I mean you both got various text messages from me as yes. I was watching Oh it. it
0: was like a running commentary I absolutely it was pretty loved rip. it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Cool so just before we go proper in depth with the film, I'm just gonna mention because I don't think I did it at the top of the episode that this uh has a three point eight out of ten rating, which for the one hundred isn't too bad, would you say Claire? I don't I think that's probably kinda high. Yeah, I think mm. it's probably one of the higher ones. Well, I'm, we do know that originally this was ranked at number six when we organised the episode. have to say that we're having a bit of a theme where our films are falling off of the, of the 100, where they're being replaced and moved around. You know, this is a live list, so things are always moving and changing as things are rated. Um, but what my insight to that is, guys, is that between seeing this... Um, Sorry, organising this episode and now enough people have rated it highly enough or I suppose the opposite way around is maybe there has been a film that's been rated worse than this for it to be shifted.
1: There's Mm. been something like six to seven films added that are worse than this which Mm. means people think there's at least 100 films out there worse than this film (laughs) Um, and I would like to do the official Claire to check and lose my shit. Um, I just did the Rotten Tomatoes check. This film has—I oh, yeah? just looked. I've already forgotten, oh but God. it either had 26 or 29 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's Do you know what the flip? The Flintstones has 20%. So people out there think that this film is better than the 1994 The Flintstones. So I beg of you, once more, our dear, dear listeners, if you can get out there and get on Rotten Tomatoes and just help John Goodman, help Barney, help Fred, (laughs) help Wimworth, help Dino and Pebbles, please. Don't let people think think The Human Centipede 2 is a better film than The Flintstones. I, I think, think
0: though, we like. Need to help Claire's mental state,
2: actually. Is what uh, it's obviously, clear. like, I, you know, I appreciate you <laughs> your breakdown there, Claire, but you brought <laughs> me on for a reason. Um, right, and, and this I just think that you're going to defend it, yeah, please, yeah, please. <laughs> there, there, is, there is a massive cult following for this film mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and for Tom Six's filmography in general, so I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, extreme horror fans that might see this in a better light than other people. <laughs> and yeah, perhaps yeah. they're the ones that have the power uh, in that sense. Uh, sure. he, he has a lot Princeton's of power. He follows me on Twitter. I follow him. Shout no out, Tom. Way. Yeah, That's <laughs> and amazing. I, and I've met the main guy who plays Martin in this as well. Nice guy. Oh my god, I'm not gonna lie. I'd be really scared. He's lovely.
0: <laughs> they always are, aren't they? be like... <laughs>
2: yeah, really nice guy. Yeah, Lawrence Harvey, really nice guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If Tom <laughs> has found his way to listen in to this episode, I will apologise now for anything I say. Uh, um, he's fine. <laughs> he loved- yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you have heard worse. I did like the first one. I genuinely thought there oh, was I a lot to be said about the first
2: one. Mm. This
1: one different opinion from
2: me mm-hmm. <laughs> sure i think to tom Six tom sticks is really chill though like he literally retweets all his hate comments it's so cool i love because <laughs> he li- he, he liked it because
0: he likes he likes i'm sure we'll go into this level when we actually discuss mm. the film but he you know this is kind of part and parcel of what he he does and yeah. why he does it right exactly that's, that's mm-hmm. you know so so lucy tell yeah. us a bit about what you actually because i'm really intrigued to know <laughs> more about this censorship censorship side of things but ultimately mm. like first off like what do you think about
2: um I don't think it's as good as the first one to be honest mm-hmm. I think the first one is <laughs> I remember my friend texting me about it being like oh there's this really weird film like watch this trailer and I was like what the hell is this you know like <laughs> it's you know the, con- mm. the concept alone I was like I actually laughed at the trailer I was like what <laughs> uh, and then I watched it and I was like this is actually a really good bit of body horror like doc- the Dr. Mm. Heiter guy was amazing like he was mm. really, really scary I was like shit man that's that's scary um and I just remember like being compelled by the first one, and then when I realized there was a copycat in two, I was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> and I yeah. think what I do like is I think Laurence R. Harvey is very good at Martin. I think Martin is a good character in the sense that he's absolutely unhinged, terrifying.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: To a certain extent, you kind of sympathize with him a little bit until he starts doing everything. Which, uh, at which point <laughs> you're like doing things, okay? <laughs> but you yeah. can kind of, you know, like he's he's a very troubled person. You know, there's a lot of you know, there's, there's a lot of very, backstory, isn't there? With him. Yeah, I was going. To, I was going to say it's subtle. It's not subtle at all. But there's, no. there's a lot of like re- references to like you know him being assaulted and you know and abused mm. and his mother's not very nice and you know it's a sort of yeah. I'm sorry. We do at a some point one.
1: need to come back to the mother because wow sorry yeah. to interrupt but we will need to come back also, to that
0: I feel like we yeah. need to put if anyone hadn't realized already a graphic warning <laughs> from mm-hmm. this,
3: what we
1: But pretty I, much everything s-
0: <laughs> what we're gonna like from here on out I think we've managed to keep it pretty like pretty PG. clean PG mm. but from here on out there's gonna be some really really horrific disgusting stuff mm-hmm. discussed so just if you've got a queasy stomach and you've somehow clicked on this episode by accident please <laughs> Mm -hmm. we're gonna get into some details so yeah we are but yeah i think
2: (laughs) i think i like bits of it but i can understand why people hate it
0: Mm.
2: (laughs) and and there are certain elements that i think are not very good like some of the acting's quite questionable and you know there's a lot of Mm -hmm. things that i'm kind of like but i think it's definitely not the worst film i've ever seen i'll put it out there you know Mm. and it was it was good it was good to research for my essay as well That that was definitely a good one
0: well, it's funny you say that about the the film itself, Lucy, because Claire and I hadn't had a quick. We try not to talk about the film too much outside of the podcast, but we did briefly uh, sort of talk very, very briefly about this, and Claire mentioned how I'd given it four stars on Letterbox the first time I'd watched it. Really? And I had, yeah, and I remember because I was going to bring it up on 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 the episode about it. I was like, I very much. I used to be so much more strong willed with. with like and desensitized things like this when I was sort of like between 15 and sort of like early 20s I was really really into horror like completely desensitized absolutely loved it and I purely mm-hmm. just watched it from a film like a, a judging it from a craft point of view in terms of the way it's made and, and what it sets out to achieve and everything and I actually was pretty impressed by it I like you Lucy I really liked the first uh film, I actually think for body horror, like people, I think pe- it's just so uncomfortable, the mm-hmm. concept that people kind of don't take it seriously as a horror film, they kind of you've just got this, people who are, who laugh at it, or people who are just so grossed out by it, that they're just like I just can't take yeah. it seriously, but actually if you watch it, and it's more suspenseful, the first one, mm-hmm. than you actually see anything mm-hmm. that's gross this is where it goes fully yeah. on like graphic awful awful stuff but the way that it's shot the sound design and everything like I think there's some stuff to be said that we can go into a little bit more detail on that but just like from the off like Mm. that's what I used to be quite impressed by and to be honest I wouldn't say now that that's changed I just think my taste in films have changed and I can't stomach (laughs) stuff like that anymore
1: (laughs) Mm. I'm really glad you said that though because I used to I was such a horror kid as a Mm. teenager and then I turned 18 and went off to uni and I don't know if it was something about living on my own for the first time something about being like an adult and going out on nights out and suddenly being like out in the world on my own I just completely I didn't turn off horror I just couldn't turn it on anymore like I was too I would put a horror film on to watch and i'd get 20 minutes in and have to turn it off but not not because of anything on the screen because i myself would freak myself out about what could potentially my idea of what was going to happen in the film was always far worse than anything that would Mm. happen in the film and it's why now i mostly only watch horror films with other people because then i'm more comfortable and my brain will chill the fuck out (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's a good point so, just having that yeah. sort of like presence in the house when you're living with your family and i think when you're a teenager you always push the boundaries a little bit of this fearlessness don't you and i think yeah good. like i said like earlier about that film i just read the wikipedia i was on my own i freaked myself mm-hmm. out like i'm sure i'd feel this way if i didn't have people if i didn't watch it on a sun this on a sunday morning with other people in the house i did not want to watch it at night <laughs> <laughs> but it's what they say like with parents and stuff isn't it like they tend to find things scarier and more uncomfortable mm-hmm. when they have children because they mm-hmm. have in their mind so much more at stake and can visualize like things being more horrific because yeah. they've got someone else to look after so i wonder if it wonder if we grow up an age we'll uh just get, just end up going to the kids
2: films see i've been like consistent consistently into horror like for as long as i can remember so i don't That's know if great. i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep on that level for mm. the rest of my life maybe i don't know but i mean everyone's different <laughs>
1: I think because you push through, you have because I've in the last like few years really got back into horror. Now nothing to the element of like yourself because you are a proper proper horror fan. But (laughs) between two thousand and. 12 to 2018 versus 2018 to now, I watch so much more now. What did help is I dated someone who quite liked horror films. So, we but even before we were dating, if there was a horror film I wanted to see, we were colleagues, and I texted, be like, Look, I really want to go and see this. Do you fancy coming? And he would come with me to them so that I had someone to go and see them with. And then when we got together and started dating, whenever we went to watch a film, I'd be like, Can we watch a horror? Because it's like I watch so many films by myself, but I won't watch a Mm. horror by myself, Mm. and that really helped because. I'm learning what horror that I can watch by myself, and I'm finding those kind of safe pockets of horror for myself. And mm. um, it turns out, as I'm sure I discussed before, Saw is not one of them.
0: Mm. <laughs> mean Lucy loves yeah. Saw, don't we? I? I
1: know, I know you guys do. I've never been <laughs> so relieved that my streaming copy yeah. broke. I just,
2: I think, I think Saw so, so for me, like, because I'm more bothered by like massive jump scares and like you know, kind of like big demons ah. and shit, but, like mm. lo- loads of gore and blood. I'm just like. Okay. Wait, it was, I'm, I'm not it bothered. Was,
1: it was the psychological <laughs> yeah. element. So, like, demons mm. and stuff I'm great with. Even if it scares the shit out of me, I'm fine with it I'm like, that's We're a nice. demon. <laughs> that's a demon. Whereas Saw, it wasn't even anything on the street. It was, like, the bit where the guy has run through the chicken wire. All right. I could think mm. about was how, oh my God, what if something like that ever happened to me, and what would I yeah. do, and oh my God, I'd have to I, hang there and die. It, it just got into my head, I and I like couldn't get it out world. of my head.
0: I love, mm. like, specifically this the Saw film, the very first one, as it's standalone, but I do love the series just generally, and I rewatched them all this year, and I found myself more bothered by it, and mm. I think it's just because, like yeah. you say, it's that I, I live alone, and I, you know there's a lot more time where I'm spent on my own or walking on my own and things like that now that I, all of a sudden, I go, oh, my God, what, what if that happened to me? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I yeah. uh, mean, I was probably thinking that a lot in this film when I was watching this film as well. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Claire, go on, tell us tell us more about your experience watching okay. this.
1: Okay, <laughs> so... Those of you who have seen this film, um, and those of you that haven't, the a large majority of probably, like, the first two acts of the film take place in a car park. Like, a mm-hmm. big chunk of this film takes place in a car park. So mm-hmm. Claire made the smart oh, choice think about to watch it by herself in a car, in a dock in Wales. I was waiting for my ferry. I was going to watch it on the ferry, and I realised I had to queue for an hour before they'd let us on the ferry. So I was like got an hour to kill so whacked it onto my tablet mm-hmm. realized other cars could see what I was watching so I had to like maneuver it into a certain bit of the car when no one could see but so I'm sat by myself in a car basically a car park in Wales so every time it supports people getting in and out to go to the bin to use the bathrooms to get food every time a car door opened or closed I just leapt out of my skin and I'm sat watching the film quite intensely making notes, so every time a shadow came past the car, just people just very innocently walking past, jumped the fuck out of my skin.
2: And then I don't know why it, you did this to yourself, honestly.
1: Why? It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the end of it's the end of November 2021 as we're recording so anyone um, who doesn't remember we've had really horrible stormy weather at the moment so I'm in a tiny Katayota Toyota Igo it's literally the smallest car you can buy except for a smart car so there's nothing in it it's a tin can and the winds are gale force so I am literally being shaken in my car by the winds so every time Martin is like killing someone or grabbing someone or punching someone or do all the disgusting things he's doing, my car is literally shaking as it's happening. So all of that sound design
0: is having like a physical connection. And I'm assuming, were you wearing headphones watching it as well? No, I wasn't. I was going to say, can you imagine having that right in your ears as well? Because then,
1: an hour into the film, they let us on the ferry. And I'm like, right, pause. Drive myself onto the dark ferry where all the cars are parked in the dark, in the steel. Then I have to go upstairs to the ferry. So I find myself a little corner seat where no one can see what I'm watching. And this is the worst bit of the film as well. It's the worst bit of the film. Yeah. So then I have to put my headphones on. So then I've got it all in my ears because no, it's crap. headphones you've
2: got all the squelching and yeah.
1: <laughs> all the squelching all of the injections when well shot gets, on the
2: water like when
1: he gets the hammer into their mouths and he starts taking out their knees and it is i have been on many ferries my dad was scared of flying so my entire childhood was spent on ferries i, I didn't get my first plane until i was 13 we used to get a ferry and a coach to Spain, 24 hours every year i am fine with ferries Mm-hmm. This was one of the worst ferries I've ever been on. I don't get seasick. I don't get travel sick. Oh my god, it was awful. The boat is lurching. Waves are literally hitting the window where I'm sat, and I am watching this man. And every time he hammers their teeth or rips open their skin, the boat is like throwing me up and throwing. So my stomach is literally in my mouth from the motion. But then I am. I'm like, I have to watch the film. I have to watch the film. So I I genuinely, like, I've never come as close to being sick. And I don't know if it was the film or if it was the motion. I'm going to say it was both. And I have to to be really, really honest. Because of this and because of how honestly awful I felt, when it got to the scene with the pregnant woman in the car when she has Mm. her baby, Mm. I was already aware of what was Mm. going to happen. And I promised myself I would watch it, but I skipped it. I couldn't do it. I I just...
0: I think that's fair enough. You knew what was going to happen. I
1: knew what was going to happen. I knew exactly. And I was literally like holding my stomach, holding onto the table, trying not to vomit. And I just went, I can't do this. And um, yeah, I got to the end of the film and I went to the bathroom and I actually wasn't sick, but then I had to have a two hour nap
2: yeah i mean fair
1: well
0: you were really good at setting a scene that's for sure mm. um and i actually think tom six would commend you on that um <laughs> if you ever want yeah. to do yeah. your own secret cinema
1: 4dx you may me too deadline ferry, ferry from hollyhead to dublin
2: off you go we'll, we'll let him know yeah we'll tweet him <laughs> hey, hey man i've yeah. got a great idea um, for you because <laughs> he
0: might do it and uh, i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> so we've kind of touched a little bit on the plot um I thought it might be a good place to start going into a little bit more detail as obviously that's kind of what it's what the film's most notorious for. We touched on the first film um, in terms of it being, as we said, it's like, you know, it's more suspenseful more than anything. The concept of the human centipede doesn't come in until very late. Um, That's not the, the, the human centipede itself isn't really played for scares as much as you think it would it's the psychology behind being told that you're going to be put in one mm-hmm. um yeah. and there's a lot of running around a house you know police might catch him etc etc it's a bit more of a you know uh, by the by the numbers style of kidnap and torture horror film this is just straight up depraved depraved is that the way you say it <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. mm. i think we mentioned about um you know Martin, who's the main character, being inspired by the Doctor from the first film, obviously you've got to mention how meta this film is. So the, the first film is a film within this sequel. The main character is inspired by the Doctor and wants to make his own human centipede. As Lucy mentioned, there's a bit of backstory about his own abuse and obviously it's inferred that that's potentially why <clears throat> he does the things that he does. Um, but it's just non-stop horror and i say that in not a normal way i would say horror just like every scene there is something that you will have not seen before in another film because there's just there's there's no letting up really um it starts with martin's already started kidnapping people he has a scrapbook of the human centipede um he's got an abusive mother he's got a therapist that basically is he's sexually abusing him it's just it's just in it's just crazy intense and I don't know I just wanted to find out from you guys in terms of the plot itself like how do you like can you enjoy can you enjoy a plot like that is it more that you're intrigued by what it's trying to say like what do you feel like your experience was and what do you feel like also the, the director and writer's intent was in in that way
1: do you want me to go first and then Lucy can defend it?
0: Yeah, let's do it. I feel like it. Lucy feel will feel have like a good I'm like, I feel like I'm like the referee and you guys are in the ring and I need to go like, round oh, one, No,
1: so <laughs> there was a point towards the kind of... minute mark, where I was like, actually, maybe this film is trying to say something. Maybe it is trying to say about how we treat those who are different in society. Maybe it is trying to say things about abuse and failure of systems, because you look at how he's being treated by his mother, his historical abuse. You look at the awful um, therapist um, or social services person. But then it just in my opinion, just threw all of that out of the window and just went for extreme gross-out horror that negated plot. And I felt like any of the violence and any of the grotesqueness wasn't there to service the plot or wasn't there to service Mm. the story, was just literally there to see how much can we do and how much can we put in. Um, And one of the things that annoyed me most about it, which maybe is just me and um, not like me taking my own reading but martin is abused horribly by m- m- so many people in society. everyone in the film
0: yeah. pretty much
1: except there are some people he kidnapped who don't do anything
0: mm. to him so his mother, oh yeah sorry unless he's doing this
1: <laughs> that's what i mean so his yeah. mother A chain. is awful to him there are so many people that are awful to him but most of the people that are awful to him he kills outright he kills them and obviously mm. he's getting a release from killing them because he's finally having his moment. But then the people that he is kidnapping and torturing to put into this human centipede, a large number of them have never had anything to do with him, have never had any interaction with him. And they are the ones that are, for all intents and purposes, being tortured. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, I guess maybe he doesn't feel like he's torturing them. But, like, the married couple with the baby and with the small child, they literally don't interact with him. At all. He just sees them and decides to shoot them and take them. And that one really irked me because I was like, they've literally not interacted with you whatsoever. Why are you torturing them? Why are you not torturing all of these horrible, mm. nasty people? They're almost getting the easier out. Now, the, mm. the kill of the mum is brilliant. It's a brilliant piece of special effects. It's a brilliant mm, piece. Of, yeah. It's a great scene. Yeah. But it just, I was like, wait, that bitch deserves to be in the centipede, not these nice <laughs> people. So that I found, and I felt like where maybe originally there was a bit about society that you could have discussed and it could have been developed, I felt like it, it got lost as the film went on and hyped up that
0: grotesqueness. Sure. Um, it's interesting okay. you said about yeah. the... Um, sorry, I'll just say something quickly. Yeah, go ahead. You ahead said ahead. about the quick kills, because mm. also to note that they were out of... They weren't premeditated, as far as mm. I remember. They were very much him on the edge, losing it. Yeah. Two, the first two thirds of the film, the first two acts, as I said, when we start, he's already started collecting people. Collecting them. <laughs> Kidnapping. But he is <laughs> collecting them. He is collecting, he's collecting them. them. But that makes it sound like not sordid, <laughs> when it is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so he's already planning this this human centipede, he goes to the warehouse to rent. You know, he, this is so premeditated. Like if he was, imagine if he was in a courtroom being charged for this and they brought out the scrapbook <laughs> as evidence, like there is yeah. no way, there is no way you're getting away with that. Um, but it, it's towards the, it's in the third act that the, that the kills start coming in and they are pure out of passion in the moment. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't feel he feels powerless when he's around those people and it Mm -hmm. takes something for him to do that. So I wonder if it's the power dynamic of he finally felt powerful enough that he kidnapped all of these people and then was able to murder them. But I completely do get your point as well. And I think that's why it doesn't sit right with, it wouldn't sit right with a lot of people. But (laughs) if we're looking at that specific detail, why it just isn't even, doesn't necessarily maybe feel connected, like fully, doesn't feel like a full circle by the end, potentially but I'll let you go ahead Lucy go ahead
2: yeah no it's an interesting point that claire made i think um the way that i would kind of argue against that is maybe he was trying to emulate dr heiter in the sense that remember he didn't know any of the people that he put in the original centipede mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. They, they, they were just random sort of bystanders so maybe he was trying to sort of as a copycat do exactly what he was doing True. And, it, mm. and if he put people in that he knew would he have too much of a connection to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think mm. maybe he wants to put people in that he doesn't know so he kind of can remove them as as people away yeah, from yeah it obviously i don't know if that's correct but maybe that would be an mm. argument to make in the sense that he's just trying to distance himself from from he's it he's seeing as the he as
1: specimens mm-hmm. rather yeah. than mm-hmm. humans
2: yeah and i think that the, the way that i would look at it is, as a plot is it's it's critiquing obsessive fan culture and and mm. um you know how far can you, how far can you go? How how far is too far? You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Six is, isn't is isn't advocating for this, I, I'd hope. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of looking at, you know, what happens if someone is so obsessed with a thing that they just take it as far as they can possibly go mm-hmm. uh, to the point where, well, the events happen. And I think what's amazing between the two as well is you've got the first one, which is very clinical. It's very, you know, Doc, Dr. Height has got all these tools. He's got like, he's diagrams mm. he's like here's what i'm gonna to do to you and it's pretty pretty you know ominous in the second one it's chaos he doesn't know what he's doing he's not a surgeon he's got no clue what he's doing he's just going in there oh my god he's when i realized
1: it. he was using a stapler i was just like yes. i lost my i was like what what are you that's what, what number not... one <laughs> number one how but obviously this mm. film isn't this yeah. isn't engaged in the science like the first one was and no. that's part of Martin's psyche as well mm-hmm. but I was just like a stapler really a fucking stapler yeah. I was like losing my mind
2: <laughs> it's so amateur right and I think that that's yeah. kind of the point and I think it's almost taking the piss out of you know the, the shoddy way that fans would emulate mm-hmm. what they say on screen maybe maybe, maybe that's mm-hmm. what he's trying to do um yeah. you know and I can understand why it would piss people off because it's not a nice film it's horrible and it's not for mm-hmm. everybody but if you're going to look at it as a sort of critique of that i think it's actually a pretty good plot to be honest um Mm. hard to get through um -hmm. and interestingly martin doesn't hurt the kid either that's something that i noticed about him i was like hmm so perhaps he does have some kind of moral compass but he's a very complex because he he never says a word so we just Mm -hmm. don't know what he's what, what he really thinks yeah uh but i i was quite kind of struck by the fact he doesn't hurt the toddler it's like that's very interesting and he actually becomes quite dist- distressed when he thinks that the pregnant woman's died as well. Yeah, It's a ve- it's quite strange. Uh, I'm not quite sure what, what that was trying to say, but I think yeah, for the I most part... I didn't know if it was just yeah. because cause he he
0: always would... The only time he would get visibly upset is when someone that he didn't mean to kill died. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, and I've seen other people, have made this conclusion as well, is that he can't then use them for the centipede. And I do, I do think from what I've read and sort of my, un- like, sort of perspective of the film is that, and this happens, it's terrible and it's just so unfortunate that you can go through so much physical, sexual and mental abuse that you don't actually, your brain doesn't, you know, you don't become, your brain doesn't therefore, like, form in a certain way to be able to have social cues and mm-hmm. empathy and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And, and that's what I understood was the reason and probably why he was doing it and why he could do it because he wasn't actually you know he had he had psychological incapabilities and limitations that but then i'm I, what my concern on that is is that what's that kind of saying about you know about uh, mental and sexual abuse sort of survivors and stuff
1: i i that's made me that, feel a bit uncomfortable um... Because he yeah. also, as well, he definitely has some um special like developmental needs and things yeah. like that. Because he is a selective mute, it's quite clear that he has a lot of kind of developmental issues. Um, whatever the correct way of saying yeah. that would be. And I did want to kind of look up because I know you know, there have been a lot of people who talk about how certain tropes in horror are really harmful to people mm-hmm. from the disabled community and people from all sorts of those um, privileged communities. Yeah. So I did kind of mean to look up what maybe people had said of it, and then I kind of thought, Do you know what? I don't think I even need to, because I'm going to mm-hmm. imagine that they would be horrified by the film. Um, and I wasn't... <laughs> it did irk me a little bit because it was that point of like, I like what Lucy has said because I didn't, I think I maybe might have crossed my mind and I got so distracted by other things because I was trying to think, what is Tom Six actually at all trying to say with this (laughs) film other than I can do the most Mm -hmm. gross thing you've ever said Mm -hmm. or you've ever seen. So I do really appreciate the fan culture thing and that is, now that you've said it, I'm like, oh yeah, duh, that is clearly what he's trying to say. Mm -hmm. I think it just took it way, 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 way too far for me. Mm -hmm. But it did, it did, as Daisy said make me uncomfortable That what is he saying about the disabled or neurodivergent or abuse communities because it's a horrific portrayal and Mm
3: -hmm.
1: you know I'm that man is terrifying in the film and I don't want to be terrified of other people I mean Mm. you've said you've met the actor and he's a lovely guy
0: so let's if I saw him I would run a mile and yeah Yeah. I just would um but I I, I wonder if it would be a very different film if he didn't have that backstory. He wasn't that, you know, that kind of character um, because it would be a lot more, I, I don't know, it, for me, I in a way, I think this might be to do with tropes that we've seen and, and everything and, and kind of desensitisation of stuff that we've seen before. But I wonder if he was that... He needed to be slightly different from the first film, right? That mm-hmm. was a that was like a crazy doctor, you know. He just <laughs> needs to mm. make his thing and prove he's the best doctor in every... you know. Like
1: yeah. if
0: this guy had just been a serial killer in terms of in, in, in something we'd seen before, Patrick think- Bateman. Yeah, a Patrick Bateman or stuff. Um, and yeah. what's that? I saw someone say this would be a good double bill with the Lars Von Trier film, The House That Jack Built. I haven't. Oh seen yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I ever, want to uh, watch
0: me. that one day, I'm but I.
1: I, I need I, I need to pick a specific day and a specific safe place. Mm. Maybe when I move back to England, I'll watch it on the ferry back to England. Yeah, I think that it's you should. I think that we've proven that that's
0: a great interest Interesting film, yeah. Um, but you know, that kind of, yeah. it's more of a um, completely just, I don't know how to describe it, just a little bit more sort of like completely dead behind the eyes, like kind oh. of psychopath. Because he didn't go that way, the, it was so much more uncomfortable, so I don't mm. think it would have been because for yeah. me I think it's the it's the the icky nature of all of that stuff leading up to the, the centipede mm. as much as the centipede that made me feel uncomfortable just the dark yeah. and dingy environment like any scene abuse, with his other, mother yeah any scene yeah. with his mother like the the stuff you h- hear like his flashbacks of his dad speaking mm-hmm. to him. It just everything just mm. makes my stomach turn. So when you get to the center feed, you're already like, oh, get me yeah. out of here, kind of thing. So that makes it so much worse. So I do think it would have been a very different film if you'd got a different way.
2: Yeah, it, it's an interesting kind of point because obviously I can completely understand why people would be pissed off by, you know, the kind of the inference that maybe people on that kind of spectrum would behave in such a way. But I would like to think that that's not what he's trying to say. Sure. I hope. Um but I don't it, and I don't a, think that's it it ha- no. It's a big, it's a big it's a, excuse me it's a big sort of kettle of fish, isn't it? You know, it's, it's a big yeah. thing to kind of open up. Um and obviously people can think what they want because, you know, everyone has a right to an opinion on, on a film. Mm-hmm. But I, I think to an extent, like I always ask myself, like, am I supposed to feel bad for him? Like, do am I supposed to mm. sympathise? And I think maybe maybe I am, but at the same time, how can I? Like it's just it's yeah. just, it, it really messes with your head, this film.
1: Oh no, I did <laughs> it, in this. I was I was trying to hold on to the very small part of me that did feel sorry for him I really was I was clinging to that for so long and then the um uh, what I mean like I said I skipped the baby scene which I would imagine is the most grotesque scene in the film that to me from much, what yeah. I didn't skip the most grotesque scene of the film for me is the laxative and the rape which all happens in a very short oh yeah. Um, yeah and that was the point where i am sure i even wrote it in my notes i just went fuck this film i'm and done it, like it, i it, just it that yeah. that was the moment where any any sort of sympathy i had for the character any tiny bit of maybe he is trying to say something well, maybe that's... there is something to this film that bit i just went I, I
0: beyond co- what we understand about what he wants right this whole time yeah. we know he just wants to copy that etc but then that that's when it he goes this isn't a copycat this is him going so much further
2: for his yeah. own
0: like sexual pleasure at the end of the gratification yeah the,
2: the thing yeah. is as well like I, I just wanted to flag quickly like i mentioned that they've cut the film extensively for certain mm-hmm, cuts mm-hmm. in the uk that it, it those the two film uh, scenes that they cut is, is the rape and the sandpaper but So if you haven't seen the, the, basically any any bit when he gets his dick out is where they cut it basically because they just didn't want to put it in.
1: Right, Um, and and
2: it's it's interesting that there's a cut available that where that doesn't exist um oh, so, so i didn't Black see any sandpaper
1: i didn't see ah. a sandpaper scene
0: unless maybe maybe mm. it was one of the many moments no you where you'd i known. was just looking
2: oh you would you would have, you would have so known you, <laughs> you, would
0: have, you would have known because it happened sort of midway i would say lucy is that right sort of like, yes but he's wa- it, wa- when he's watching the film
2: and, and watching yes. the film again
0: to yeah. the office and he gets can't even see it he
2: uses sandpaper <laughs> to relieve
1: uh, so I remember him wanking off in the office and but to be oh, honest oh, so maybe they did <laughs> yeah. cut
0: it maybe they did cut I was, showing the sandpaper
1: maybe they cut showing the sandpaper on cut. maybe I looked away mm-hmm. like I was I was finding the whole film quite rough and like I said I was in quite like a physical <laughs> environment as well so I was probably like yeah. checking no one was watching I'm not gonna lie I looked,
0: out. I, I looked away from the baby this time I wasn't interested I knew yeah. i see w- seen it before the, and I think yeah. great well, it wasn't yeah. that graphic, but it was a right... Ah, like uh, so, yeah, so you've watched... There's definitely the cut version because I realised when I watched this one, I I um, rented it from Amazon Prime. Same. Um, well, I bought and... it from
1: Amazon Prime, but I'm sure it's the
0: same oh, copy. Oh, God, don't keep yeah. it. No, I'm joking. It, it um, was
1: 40p more and I had to watch it <laughs> offline and I was worried if I rented it, I wouldn't be able to watch it offline. <laughs> sure, so, sure. yeah, I now own this but...
0: fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> but... Because um, I definitely watched the fully uncut version before i noticed this time where stuff was cut out like Mm -hmm. i didn't see the barbed wire with rape this time no there was no barbed wire in the rape it just oh i saw that
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh god
0: you actually see him grab barbed wire i think in the original yeah yeah, i've seen the whole thing
2: yeah (laughs) yeah i've seen the whole thing but not this time and i'm quite glad yeah
1: oh my god i was pissed off enough before i knew that was oh my god
2: so that, this is the, the issue with this film, I think, is that people are going to see different versions of it and, like, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of hard because everyone's on a different page with it, unfortunately, yeah. because there's so many things that have been cut. And, I mean, right, rightly so, frankly, but it's just, it makes it harder to sort of see... What, where people are in the film, yeah. because um, I was
1: trying to figure those out those scenes are awful though. They're awful. Yeah, I tried I to figure out what version I'd watched, and it didn't clarify. And as like, it doesn't say uncut anywhere, but it also doesn't say what rating it is. So it's I like, I'd be interested to know what version. Very confusing. <laughs> yeah. I just think yeah, that the uncut
0: version is not available to legally watch in the UK. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. No, so anything, make you, sense. anything you you legally use to watch it, you'll have the cut version because it's just. The worst yeah. thing I've seen, and wow. not worst, just it's it's in bad really films, awful. Well,
1: wow, and I thought it was grotesque enough without seeing that version. That's what I mean.
0: That's what I mean. Let you know. Yeah. Let's carry okay. on, sort of, with this sort of side of things because for me. I'm glad that I watched the cut version this time, but it didn't make me any less uncomfortable. And I think that's what mm. it does well. And that's why I did rate it so highly back in the day. Cause I was judging it in terms of like the filmmaking and, and what it's out to do and how it made me feel and the production design that the atmosphere it creates, the sound design in particular, um, every just... time you heard the centipede oh. on that sound designer like <laughs> I have quite a well-documented
1: bug phobia so that mm. I was especially when I had the headphones in <laughs> losing my mind I just couldn't yeah, yeah.
2: it's heavy so
0: yeah it's interesting <laughs> comparing it to the first film because that was quite slick and medical and quite clean considering it was quite like detective (laughs) thriller like psychological Mm. thriller vibe to it moody but not yeah this Mm. is just this is just dirty this is just Mm. you can smell it you can feel that it's like and and it was a lot in this (laughs) (laughs) i found it very
1: interesting that i only learned this morning when i was doing a little bit of research that the black and whiteness of it was one of the reasons like one of the censorship issues like he had to make it black and white because the color version was so grotesque because i actually had just in my mind felt like he'd done it black and white to make it more eerie and make it more Mm. disgusting and make it feel more grungy and dark so it's interesting that actually that was to make it better so god Mm. forbid anyone ever showed me a colored version of this if the black and white was making it less bad
0: yeah, I can't actually imagine editing or what or being on set with this. Like, it's oh. just. Oh, sorry. Carry on. Yeah, things.
2: I think th- there's a theory that it's black and white because it might be like a dream sequence as well. Like, because mm. it ends where exactly the same as it begins, right? So th- there's a theory yeah. that, that that none of that happened, and let's hope it didn't happen. <laughs> you, Do know? you know what? that kind of pushed me off more though mm. that, that last scene <laughs> where it's like it's
1: all a dream that sort of made me more angry i was like come on like
2: God, God you God made it, me yeah. sit through this <laughs>
1: disgusting shit and now you're like oh don't worry it was all a dream like fuck off mm.
2: like that really irritated me you're not a fan are you i love it <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried by but... two ends of the spectrum
0: then there's me just kind of like I hate
2: it, but Okay, I'm... well I wouldn't I, hate it. Hate it. I, I wouldn't know. say I love it, but like I hate it less than most people, I think sure, <laughs> I did. Sure.
1: I did try to give it the benefit of doubt, but I'm just trying to I made six pages of notes, which is the most notes I've made, but <laughs> Take any film us on, so on the so journey,
0: Claire. Take us on the journey. So just yes. some highlights.
1: Just some highlights. Um halfway through the first page, fuck this film and the fucking sound design, make it fucking stop. <laughs> um The mum is a right cunt. Oh, she's the worst. (laughs) Um, What is this? Um, Oh, where did he get the gun? Where did he get the gun? Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm now too scared to go and pee because I couldn't get out of my car to go to the (laughs) the bathroom. Um... I can, oh, this is one thing I found funny. I used to be a film teacher and I used to teach a number of secondary school students. And when I was getting really upset and thinking about the whole thing of like, oh, is this okay the way it's re- um, re- representing people with disabilities and people with mental issues? Um, I was like, I can literally hear my old teenage students being like, nah, miss, it ain't that deep yeah <laughs> <laughs> i could hear them as i was getting really so like true my high horse
0: was just growing and
1: growing, and growing and growing and i could hear them be like, nah,
2: like this you're right um, <laughs> not deep, yeah
1: yeah <laughs> um then i was like oh men that say pussy just vom Ooh. just stop true if you're a man true. that says pussy just don't just, <laughs> just stop <laughs> um how long has this been going on for? Would people not be looking for these people, especially the people with the child? Mm, um, true. <laughs> I get really mad when horror films use cars against me because my car is my <laughs> safe place. So please stop trying to... Ma- I, this happened when I watched that um, film Split, the M. Night Shyamalan film. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Because he, he kidnaps them in the car in the middle of broad daylight. I'm like, no, my car is a safe place. Stop using cars against me in horror movies. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is so gross. Why is it so gross? Um, Sounds like genuinely considering turning it off. I don't like it. It's too quiet. (laughs) Um, Daisy is watching Number Three with me. I don't
0: care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you. I think you'll be fine with Number Three. To be fair, it's not Number Three is stupid. It's dumb. I had to I've even noted
1: that I had to keep going on my phone and going on Twitter and things because I had to, like, keep detaching from the film. Yeah, like, yeah, normally yeah. I put my phone away. Um, I lost it when I realised he was stapling them. Um, when will it end? That's not how shitting works. It's not. <laughs> this feels like the longest movie I've ever watched. I want to crawl in a ball and die. Oh, yeah, let's add vomit to all that shit. Great. How long is it? I can't. I hate this. I really fucking hate it. Now, and
0: huh? oh um <laughs> feels like a actually decade.
1: had to turn the tablet face down for the finale and the it's all a dream suggestion makes me angrier than anything and they were the highlights of my six pages of notes
0: yeah
2: i mean it's pretty accurate <laughs> yeah I, was
0: gonna say, I can't i can't argue with any of that um <laughs> One yeah. thing that I wanted to mention actually that came up when we were just discussing some of those bits and pieces and you, were, you kind of made the point clear, Claire, you were saying I needed to detach from it. With the first film, you have those detectives, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: you kind of have this sort of hope that he's going to get caught. Um, yeah. And I think the way that films work, we kind of have these people that we kind of put ourselves in the shoes of as kind of like... Um, I think th- they call it like the straight person, right? It's not, mm-hmm. That's not what it means, but <laughs> it's just the person who, where everything else is crazy and outlandish and non-reality and they are the person who you can relate to the most because they're not, you know, they're as generic as possible. The audience um, proxy. The audience proxy is a wonderful way of describing it. Thank you, Claire. What would I do with mm-hmm. you? <laughs> um, we don't have that in this. Everyone is evil apart mm-hmm. from the victims. Um, so what do you do you put them yourself in the victim's shoes and that yeah. is why it's so horrific one thing mm. that i do like though is the editing because i felt that it was it was awful to watch and it felt long because of what we were watching it's only an hour and a half but i felt like the pacing was really great because what they could have done was made the whole film the human like pretty much the whole film as a centipede um, and really dragged it out and really made you feel uncomfortable that way but they did ramp it up to that point um uh, and I, it's, well, I
1: felt like they ramped it down like it felt like it just kept digging and getting darker and darker which is why it felt so long for me because it felt like every time i felt like surely we've hit surely we've hit the level of how low we're going they just, <laughs> they just found another they found another
0: level of wow it's like just the little things like and, and maybe i'll mention this because it's like the only thing i genuinely liked <laughs> Is uh no, it's hard to say if you like or dislike something with a film like this because the content yeah. of it I absolutely Admire. hate. but respect maybe. Um, is like when he was like collecting the people. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that a thing, um, and <laughs> it's just the the, the the sharp editing like when he. Um, when he's going to the warehouse, have being shown around. There's this this is close up of his face where he's like so happy that this is something he can use, and he's sort of like licking his lips and like nodding. And there's thunder in the background, and then I think the guy says something, and then it cuts to him being dead, or or like he's killed him. And I can't remember if it's quite like that because I don't like to remember this film. <laughs> it was something along those lines, and then there's other bits where there's the two drunk girls in the car park, and they're laughing that he's wanking in the in the security booth. Um, little do they know, um, and then it cuts to them being in the warehouse. So I think it's mm. quite efficient, and just just keeps you going. I quite for what it is trying to do, mm-hmm. whether that's that feeling of digging down or ramping up. I think it does it well. Mm. So. Something yeah, to to like
2: inverted commas <laughs> that that is fair yeah
1: the other thing that I actually did like about it was I loved hmm. that one of the actresses from the first film came back yes. I was like
2: fair yeah. fucking play like that's, that's cool. good yeah, yeah.
0: playing uh, herself
2: I, I do I do love the kind of the, the idiocy that they think it would be so easy to get on like a Tarantino film though because that, that that's the, the guys that she's lured under. And there is yeah. some comedy in that, in the sense that it's like fucking really, man. Like, who's going to believe that? Oh, like, you deserve I was like, to be in the sense. So funny, <laughs> so funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did I think, mean,
1: like, fair play to her. She, she was owned funny
0: that. Yeah, front and center yeah. of the she, centipede as well. She was the face. Yeah, um, and she, she was, got because she, she got. W- she gave him a little bit of the middle as well. Yeah. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, oh, she had the worst. She had because the man, the man was the front of the first one.
1: The the first because one, the man was, was in front. I so don't know if she man. was middle or behind.
0: Because obviously, at the end of the first one, either end at the front, and it le- and it's that horrible thing that they leave you with, She's with in the middle, or yeah. persons yeah. in the middle with two dead bodies. I'm just of just gonna fact marry.
2: check that. Not that anybody cares, but <laughs> no, do <laughs> it. we
0: going to be
3: accurate
2: on this podcast. Fuck check it. Let's see. <laughs> I think she was. Yeah, so that's pretty mm. brutal. <laughs> yes, it's
0: uh the, the actress's name is Ashlyn Yenny. Um and That's right, I, um, yeah. was reading an interview with her and she said that when she did this the sequel, um her mum and her grandmother came to LA
3: <gasps> to attend oh, the no. premiere
0: with her. Um oh, and yeah, they were both grossed out but they still loved it apparently. So, you know oh, good. What, for a support- them. what a supportive family. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, man. Can you imagine being like, I've got a role in a film. What are you doing? <laughs> well, <laughs> about that, <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? It's like I will know. tell you, but it's it's not a porn film. It's worse.
1: Well, and the thing is, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: like...
1: he probably didn't even know half of the stuff that was
0: going on in the earlier half of the film.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's strange.
0: So the well, I think the only other, f- oh no, because th- there's a few other. Th- um, women as part of the human human identity. but obviously the other main female character in the film is the mother who we've all flat out said that we're not a fan, we're not a fan of, no. of her um, no. any thoughts? <laughs> well my initial, maybe
1: I was being too, too <laughs> over the top about it but I was like if you hate your son that much either A, throw him the fuck out or B, leave yourself and mm-hmm. that's when I start mm-hmm. to get a little bit into like oh maybe it's a commentary on, like, mm. society and the benefit system and how we look after people, and maybe she can't afford to move out. And, like, I was, like, got really meta about it, and then I was, like, no, she's just it's there that to deep. be horrible. Yeah, it's not that deep, miss. Um <laughs> I mean, They weren't even allowed to call me miss. They used to call me like mam or something like that. So, like, it oh. really was, like... Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was... Um, I just kept getting really meta about it, and I was, like, why is she so...
0: You hateful. were really trying to find something worthwhile in this film. I
1: really was and I failed. Some but, kind um, of
0: purpose or...
1: <laughs> she's just one of the yeah. worst characters I've seen in film in the last year.
2: Yeah, she, she's odd and I think, like, I, I don't know the actress, I don't really know who she is and, like, no offence to her, but I just I, I, just found the performance quite cringy. to be fair. I was mm. kind of, this is really, like, this is really a strange performance. I just... It was
0: one note know, and
2: it was all shriek. Yeah. Literally.
0: Contrasting the fact that he, as the lead role, had no dialogue. Exactly. But actually
1: had a lot of levels. They mm. were all sadistic and insane, but yeah. there were levels.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, just he, kind he, of... he's a great performer, and obviously the, the mm. centre pieces are good performers, you know, obviously the, the way they kind of show their, like, dread and stuff, and, and the way yeah. they perform when they're together, but she was yeah. just very... Different. It just didn't really work for me. Yeah, she stuck. She definitely
0: stuck out. um Yeah. I, I didn't. I personally didn't have too much of a problem with it. I think it, it worked. It worked fine for me. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. What demise?
2: Oh. Also, <laughs> oh. propping up at the The propping up her like, body like, up like Norman Bates style, like fucking yeah, in the yeah, chair, like, the, like Jesus Christ, Christ. yeah, <laughs> like smashed in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was
1: the angry, loud music, muscly army guy? Did He's I a neighbor. miss a point?
2: Like a neighbour.
0: Was he, he was did you see to... the scene where they had a like blasting dinner, music and shit. Blasting what? music, yeah. What? And how, she runs how... upstairs and... So and... were they tenants? Was he renting a room
1: from them? Because he comes into their kitchen as if he lives there too. But I was like... That's a good point. Man? I
0: did always wonder about that. And I thought maybe she just like ran upstairs, knocked on the door and went back in. So he followed her in because what she was doing was blaming martin and saying that martin was complaining about the noise so that he would abuse him but i that did jar me as well and i was like why and i I reckon it's just because they didn't want to have to shoot elsewhere they just wanted to it in there
1: when he comes in
0: after the demise of the mother
1: i loved that bit of it but when he turns up the first time i was like who the fuck is this man why is he just suddenly in the house what is
0: going on (laughs) yeah yeah i mean all intents and purposes he was a neighbor
2: yeah, and I think he's, he's a very disposable character, as many of them yeah. are. So you know, you, you could probably forgive this film somewhat for not really giving them much does of a
0: backstory. He get
2: back put into the centipede, does he, he does. He
0: does, yeah. Because mm. mm-hmm. isn't he the one, he the the one, one that rips, rips away? He's yeah. the one that,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh god! Which
1: just... I was waiting to happen. Cause That's was, like, a really good movie.
2: piece of effect, though. Like it's yeah. yeah.
0: It's, the, it's... the effects as disgusting and vomit-inducing as they were. Were bad. What did you think mm. about the fact that the only color in the film of black and white film was the
2: shit? I, I didn't, didn't notice. notice it i didn't, I didn't notice, notice either to be fair I like the first but, time
0: so mate so i don't know if that went in the cart as well oh. um but that is a thing apparently he kept the color of the the feces which used in the film was actually a combination of cocoa powder vegan condensed milk because one of the actresses in the centipede was vegan
3: and mm-hmm. crushed
0: ginger biscuits for texture apparently i love the hot chocolate i love vegan milk and i love ginger up biscuits lo- sounds really biscuits. nice <laughs> well this is the this is the thing so on imdb the, the trivia it said the concoction was apparently so delicious that members of the cast and crew were snacking on it on set oh, oh god <laughs>
2: that's brilliant i love that
0: I,
1: I'm about to pour drink number see, three that and makes I think me feel I need it now. Because
0: it takes me out of it and reminds me that it's just the film.
1: No, because that makes me be able to now taste the film. It was the one sense that hadn't been awakened.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think, th- thankfully, I'm able to look at it as, as a film and I don't see any of it as, as real life. So, mm, yeah.
1: You didn't That's have the very 4DX version and now Daisy's just made it 5DX with the ambition of ginger. <laughs> and Scratches. And Scratches. You
0: scratch and sniff you know like
1: the- <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no. Um, it's
0: funny we were just talking about sort of like feeling sick and everything because i know that they did um when i was doing some research on the trivia um different production and, and sort of the reception and everything. apparently they um had uh the distributor had a, a, an ambulance stationed outside when it premiered um the opening night of fantastic first um oh, wow. so it was it's intended as a pr stunt Um, And there were sick bags under every seat. However, um, paramedics actually did have to help a woman who felt sick in that. And I'm like, I'm just saying, this is something I have experienced. Daisy, how does it feel to uh, (laughs) be so upset by a body horror film that you have to leave? Oh, yeah. Well, the fact that I was more bothered by what I fainted at at Tatan than this is a bit worrying, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> to be honest what, I'll try what it, did it when did you faint? which bit was it? Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler for the film but she, she was biting someone's nipple bar and pulled it oh yeah it's the sound design guys it's a wonderful thing I mean
2: I, I have one so I was like no <laughs> no thank you well, that was, was not like, fun was
0: so, I think this is for, for me and I will probably come on to this a little bit later when we talk more about just body horror in general but the more realistic something is, and the more chance it could not happen to you, but just you can f- you can understand what the pain would be like more, is more with the yeah. little things, and that's mm-hmm. what bothers me more than like the sort of the human sides <laughs> of things. Because I that sore would be realistic, matter. right? Yeah,
1: and How I think. Would- that's why I'll watch any vampire or witch movie, no matter how grotesque, but I can't watch something like Saw, because I'm like, mm. whilst it's very, very, very unrealistic that it would ever happen, I'm like, there's a chance. Whereas I'm like, God forbid Touchwood, there's no wood, there's wood. God forbid, what? like devil and witches and vampires ain't real and they're not coming for me. But sadistic men are, aren't they?
2: yeah yeah I think that's the thing about horror though like it's so subjective that like everyone's going to be scared by different things and I think that's why I like it so much because every every time I come on a podcast everyone's so different and it's mm-hmm. it's just nice to hear what scares people I guess because I'm very different in what scares me I'm scared of stupid things like spiders and closed spaces but so I'm like <laughs> I'm
0: so scared of both of those things
2: <laughs> yeah but they could happen Should to we... me <laughs> I
0: think you're better off having a list of what doesn't scare you Claire
1: Maybe. I know, I know. That is true. Not Claire, a yeah. way, Not a bad way.
0: <laughs> so let's have a bit of a chat about what everybody else thought about this film. Actually, I went into the BFI archives, which I've now I've discovered I can find. Um, I'm nerding out over. Um, oh. So this ranked number fifty-seven in its box office opening weekend. I really want you guys to make a guess on how much money it made. I looked. I saw it on Wikipedia wow. earlier. It's not a lot, is it? It's not a lot. It's like the number one film made obviously millions, and I think it was like a franchise of some kind.
2: Um, and this, I would guess, I like, like f- four figures, if that. Well, I couldn't give you a specific figure. <laughs> <laughs> Less than three figures. Three figures. 900- oh shit.
0: Nine hundred and forty-two pounds.
2: Nearly four figures. Nearly, nearly. So there. it's <laughs> not quite. <laughs>
1: What I saw on Wikipedia was this entire UK box office, and it was like a thousand and something. Oh, wow, so So it it really didn't. It makes
0: sense, really, isn't it, that, you know, a lot of people that saw this were probably the people... It was probably screened a lot, from what I understand, a lot of horror film festivals. But I doubt it
1: got even a small mainstream release. That's what I mean. Everyone who...
0: um, you know, the horror, the horror community, you know, they go out and drive to these horror film festivals so that they would have seen it there. They probably would have bought a ticket to see again if they so wished, but ultimately those are the people that are going to buy the tickets. So if they've already seen it at the film festivals, mm-hmm. they're not going to yeah. go. And it's one of those ones where it's like see to believe kind of thing. So people go in the, in the first week when it's released and they're like, oh my God, I've got to see. And then it doesn't really, I don't know what the marketing campaign was like for it. Um, i'm not actually sure what um the cost of cinema tickets were back then so what are we thinking 10 y- 10 years ago they I mean, were still
1: at- they were about 12 pounds really they are in-
0: what are they now 18 <laughs>
2: Yeah, like location dependent, of course, but this is why I I
0: pay a subscription. (laughs) So, if we're looking (laughs) at that, how if we're looking at like a general ticket price, like less than 100 people saw it, sure, opening weekend.
1: What I will say as well from my experience of watching the first one and then the second one being so wildly different, and obviously the films are wildly different anyway, but like the first one, I had a lot of fun watching it with a big group of like six or seven of us in the room with a few drinks. So even like even people like my group of friends, if we had wanted to have seen the second one, we wouldn't have wanted to go and see it in the cinema, we would have wanted no. to wait for it to come out on DVD. I really don't. And- get the it's dvd get some drinks watching, get a takeaway it's, it's, it's not a good
2: watch either no 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 one, I mean, but i imagine if we yeah. thought
1: it was if we yeah. had wanted to watch it we would have waited for the dvd to watch it together and have a communal experience in that way rather yeah. than at the cinema
0: mm. it's interesting yeah i've suddenly thought that now like i can't imagine i like can very much imagine watching the first and third one with a group and kind of just like having a bit of a we'll be watching the third end. one with a group daisy because i'm not doing this alone That's again <laughs> fine, i don't mind i'm more than happy to see it. but the second one i just <laughs> yeah. would feel even more uncomfortable with people around me i think because, it's yeah. um yeah. so yeah there's a few there's a few sort of quotes i wanted to i like to pick out from um, some reviews that i've read um mm-hmm. let's see if we if we agree with some of these people, so Eric Cohn from um, IndieWire said, most scenes pit the grotesque ingredients against a pervading dry wit that sets the movie apart from the persistently grim aura of the first instalment. Although when it veers into farce, the film loses any semblance of scariness and turns into trauma-style camp. Good um, argument. I've yeah. never seen any trauma films, so I'm not sure. I, but I think... I don't know I if I would ever associate camp in this film. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I think what it might, what it might be alluding to here, though, is the scene where Martin is basically forcing them to, to shit, yeah. essentially. Yeah, because it, it, becomes, it becomes stupid at that point, and I oh, yeah. suppose you could argue that that's camp in the sense that he's like you know blowing raspberries and trying to make them yeah. do it, and, it yeah. and it's kind of like this is really awkward. To be fair, like yeah. so I get that's what, he what he's means. talking about,
1: but <laughs> so when I yeah. think camp, I think of Nicole Kidman in prom, and I think of having a good time and looking at sparkly outfits. You,
2: you, you weren't <laughs> having a good
1: time what like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the, the man point, next though. to me was having a great time trying to figure out what the fuck was wrong with me because I, I, mean, I could just darling. see him every so often. <laughs> i have a very small tablet so i was really trying to like angle it so that no one would see because i was so mortified that like someone would see it better than well, this. That's, that's that like would have been better that. Yeah, but I was worried people <laughs> might think I was. People just like, what the what the hell was wrong with that woman? So I was like, really, and I could just see him every so often because I was being quite like physical with my reactions, and he was just side eyeing me like, um, what? I might so I might I actually make,
2: make a poll on Twitter. I might just say like, would you rather watch porn or the Human Centipede two in public, and just see would you rather people like say? <laughs> be <laughs> caught
1: watching, be caught okay. yeah, yeah. watch? watching? could you yeah,
2: yeah, 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 cool. I'm really curious what mean. people would say.
1: I would rather watch this than porn in public, but I think if someone was going to catch me, I'd rather be caught watching porn. <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> less explanation.
2: At least that's normal, isn't it? You know, porn is yeah, normal. Human centre is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it
0: certainly isn't. Um, this is interesting as well. I know from the same review, he mentions that um, a lot of people compared the first one to kind of the, the dating David Cronenberg style body horror but um mm. apparently um he basically this this journalist felt that he was trying to sort of channel more Darren Aronofsky and have this sort of like atmosphere how dare and I'm like do like, you bring really... my man into <laughs> comparison how dare he I'm
2: not quite sure so if... how he got there
1: <laughs> <laughs> but sure okay Film how dare.
2: <sighs> that, that doesn't make any sense I mean I'll fully admit that <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. What? So the same guy said like the
0: original the most shocking aspect comes from the revelation that 6 can actually tell a story. <laughs> <Harsh>. <laughs> um what? New Old oh, Vulture um gave it an absolute uh, zero. Ooh. Um the the movie is a re- I think this is Latin, reductio ad absurdum. Ooh, I think thinking just, just say absurd, okay? <laughs> a sick joke taken to extremes beginning with a goof on the notion that horror films inspire copycats and ending with a test to determine whether some people will watch anything alright yeah but, I, can, I can see that we, argument oh, I mean, but when you yeah. know for certain because Tom Sixer said that he was as far as I'm aware he was inspired by the fact people were asking him what what would you do if people copied your first film and that's why he made the second film mm. I feel like that's kind of a bit moot because that was the inspiration yeah yeah
2: yeah. and I think Tom was just trying to be controversial anyway he was trying to be like look what I can do (laughs) haha he doesn't really care I don't think
1: (laughs) that's what I didn't like about the film I didn't like that that clearly did feel like that's what he was going for that's what pissed me off but actually kind of what Mm. turning a bit of what you've just said there because I'm really against the whole video games and horror films promote violence no I'm sorry mainstream media everyone watches them the person who's going to commit violence that is not the impetus that makes them commit violence no, um, Yeah. and so we do like that maybe he was trying because i didn't like i was like is he trying to say that and i think actually lucy i think what you were saying there a minute ago is quite right he's t- kind of pumping it up to 11 by showing you how absurd like how yeah. would anyone ever fucking copy that film? Okay, let's see what would happen if someone did copy this yeah. film. This, this monstrosity of ridiculousness and like stapling people to each other. Like, obviously, no one could ever copy it yeah. because it's so absurd.
0: Yeah, um, that's a really good point. So... Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: really good. Yeah, point. very astute, Claire.
1: Thanks. I feel like <laughs> I just offended the film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I take it all back. I'm living. I'm happy. <laughs> and, just, and just for good measure, I don't know claire if you've got any reviews you want to share but just for good measure we do like a funny letterbox review or two so um from oh. phoebe she said i've decided to never watch movies again i think that's a <laughs> fair i think that's a fair point to make um nixon did brexit Using that was my one this is the one I found. <laughs> go on you you go on because i feel like this is this is it, like I spiritual it was, it was, I thought, like yeah. I thought you meant
1: it was your review. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, no. I, did, I did want to clarify that. I didn't write this. It's just the letterboxd review that I vibed with. Um, Please, Nixon did Brexit, way. gave it half a star. I'll take my lobotomy now. And a peaceful little emoji. And that's exactly... I like, <sighs> that is, that is how I felt. Well, and so <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... It's not a letterboxd review, but I might copy and paste it and make my letterboxd review. It's the text message I sent Daisy... Um, I think towards the end of the film and my, my two line review was this film has made me want to die. I want to crawl up in a ball
0: and be dead.
2: Wow. That's quite a review.
0: Are you going to watch movies again though? It hasn't put you off watching movies, right? Um, I've watched two
1: movies since this. Um, A mediocre, low budget horror called Black Friday, which was eh, it was like a zombie low budget Yeah, I watched thing.
0: the trailer for that earlier.
1: Um, and then I watched Charles play for the first time, which was great. So, and I watched half of Alien today. There we go, sir.
0: Just, just to cleanse the.
1: Palms, so you haven't lost you know? your faith in
2: horror. That makes me very happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go through good. the Chucky franchise for the next month. Hmm.
0: I've got one more little shout out for Lawrence R. Harvey. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this reviewer Ava Pope says the absolute only good thing I can say is that the casting for Martin was fucking perfect because that tiny little man still haunts my dreams years later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can we name check him? Because I don't know if we said the actual actor's name and he is, he does an amazing... Lawrence would love that.
0: Yeah, Lawrence R. Harvey. Lawrence
1: R. Harvey. Yeah, brilliant. Because yeah, um, what a performance. I, like Daisy said earlier, would run a mile.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's Lawrence R. Harvey. I've met him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. So, yeah, what was the yeah. context of nice you meeting him? Uh, Fright Fest. Fright Fest oh, 2013. Cool. Like years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was there. Uh, so, I didn't see the Human Centipede 2 at Fright Fest, but I met him a few years later when he just attended us as a guest, basically. Oh, um, wow. re- re- I'll, I'll actually send you guys the picture um, on WhatsApp later, but yeah. Um, yeah. I've still got it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I look very drunk it. in it, but it's it's a funny picture. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice guy. <laughs> this did actually win some awards guys as well as you can imagine they Ooh. were horror horror related um, oscars no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah imagine um so the fangoria chainsaw awards interestingly it won worst film nominated against the remake for fright night uh shark night uh, creature and paranormal activity three
1: hey paranormal activity three is actually decent how dare <laughs> not as good, as, not as, good as, as two. Oh no i didn't like two i really liked three i found two two very mediocre
0: i can't really remember mm. three i might have to rewatch them three was the <laughs> one with the creepy
1: granny set in the
0: 70s oh i don't remember that <laughs> i shall have to rewatch. um but it was also nominated for best limited release slash direct video film so it won worse but it was also nominated for best The winner of that was Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is a great film.
1: I've never seen any of those. That's a franchise I need to get on. Yeah, me neither. Um,
0: Fright Meter Awards. um, Lawrence R. Harvey was nominated for Best Actor and it also got nominated for Best Makeup. Um, there was so a few it. other nominations for other awards but they were the, sort of the main interesting ones
1: and I would say like a shout out to I don't I should have found out their name but the sound designer because yeah. I absolutely fucking hated the sound design which means it was really really good Yeah, <laughs> did a good job yeah yeah for sure.
0: Definitely.
1: There are a bunch of people listed for the sound design, so we will uh, do a little screenshot of them and post it on our Twitter because yes. I do feel like they all deserve a little moment of glory and, and we don't on have the time back. to list them all. So we'll pop them <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. A little pat on the back for making me vomit and giving me nightmares of bugs
0: again. <laughs> okay, guys, let's have a think. Let's have a chat. What do we want to rate this film? Has everyone thought about what they how how they could possibly rate a film like this i've got my rating go ahead Claire, okay you start us
1: off. it's it's a one star for me um okay. it's not it's not a zero it's not a half i do i have some films that i rated half a star um i think it, it's a film that has a clear narrative Um, and, and like we said the sound design is very good but i hated it um some of the acting is kind of patchy um mm. and i just like i said that that moment in the final acts where we get to the rape and i'm so glad i did not see the uncut version with the barbed wire mm. because i actually think i might have thrown my tablet out the ferry window yeah um, amazon wouldn't have that <laughs> no thank you no. we don't like amazon but i do have to thank them for that one
3: yeah.
1: um but yeah it's i found it vile i found it uncomfortable and not in a good way you know a film like mother I found very uncomfortable and claustrophobic but in a great way this had this gave me the exact same feelings but in a completely other way so I will give it the one star because I do feel like that was that was the purpose of it was to make me uncomfortable and it did achieve that but I don't think there was any merit in terms of I don't really know what he was trying to achieve other than how gross can I be um, and oh I don't God. think that's enough reason to make a film, personally. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm not a filmmaker.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lucy, what yeah. are your thought?
2: I'd, pro- I'd probably say, like, is, is it out of five for you guys? You do.
1: Yeah. yeah I, I mean, we've not start. really ever discussed five, it, but
3: yeah,
2: yeah let's go cool. for five. <laughs> let's go for five, just to, just, just to make it clear <laughs> yeah. how, how I'm approaching this. Uh, <laughs> I would say about, like, probably two and, two and a half for me um, as a horror fan. I think it's good. It, as a as shock value, was horror. Laurence R. Harvey is a great performer, great, visceral performer. Uh, it's not quite three, because it, three is like average, whereas like two and a half mm. is more like okay, but not quite on average, you know. So, uh, as a piece of horror, it's great. Is it, it going to go down in the history books? Probably not. Maybe for controversial reasons, but not as a story, mm. you know. Uh, so, two mm. and a half for me, definitely. Yeah i I really struggle because I think for what it sets
0: it out to do like craft wise I think it does so well but mm. I don't enjoy it no <laughs> I've always kind of said the way I rate films is how I enjoy them more mm. so than how they're made so it would be completely remiss of me to 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 go around that now but I do think that I kind of need to marry the two if I was gonna face this purely on or like entertainment rewatchability, I would give it a one. If I was going to say about the craft, I'd probably give it a three and a half. So just because of how it made me fit, just because of how it makes me feel, I'm like, that's what he intended to do. And I think everyone, bar a few bits of patchy acting, did their job incredibly well for what it is. So I think I kind of have to probably go for, probably, I'll probably go for a two and a half to try and get it down the middle um but yeah that's kind of my reasoning it's probably not a, a rating that I would feel comfortable being like yes this is exactly how I feel you know it's, I find it a really hard one to sort of to sort of yeah. summarise in in sort of numerical value in that way how um, it has
1: fallen from your four-star review
0: oh how the mighty have fallen <laughs> it's because I was very I was very, that was back in the day where I was very like mm-hmm, yes film critique yes <laughs> Now I'm like, put it away. I don't want to watch it. I'm too scared. Um, So, guys, obviously, this isn't on the bottom 100 anymore, but it was. And that's why we're talking about it. So, yes, it was. If we, you know, when we saw it, it was on 96. So, obviously, it's not anymore. So, if we sort of think about the fact it was in the late 90s of the list. Do we feel like it deserved to be there, to be on the list at all? Do you feel like it should go back on the list?
1: I'm going to say yes. And I'm not even going to base it on the film. I'm going to base it on the other films, both that we've seen and that I've seen in my own life, that are mm-hmm. on the list. I'm sorry, but I don't know how you can tell me that Britney Spears' Crossroads is a worse <laughs> film than this. We haven't got to Crossroads yet. Um, there are a lot of issues with Crossroads. I remember seeing it as a kid and loving it. I remember trying to rewatch it as an adult and it's patchy and the acting isn't great, but I'm sorry, it holds up so much better than this does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we talked about the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas, that is a porn parody without the sex. <laughs> Human Centipede 2 feels like a porn parody with the sex. And um, I just... And it, it is tough because it kind of goes all the way back to the start of the episode and what Lucy was saying i'm not a horror fanatic i am this is never going to be a film for me the first one was in that gray area enough that as a, a, a horror liker i can get on board of it this one i'm sorry i was never going to be on board of it i tried I, I, but it was never for me so i'm looking at it as a very basic film fan so i'm sure there are horror obsessives or oh, not horror obsessors horror lovers uh let's not be beaten um who would be <laughs> like no this has so much to offer and you know the special effects are great and the sound design is great but for me i i'm based on the other films that still remain on the list i think this should be on there in place of a number of films
0: hmm. i um i personally don't think it should be on the worst Rate it like the worst films that have ever been made Mm -hmm. but i certainly want to put it on a list of films that i don't want to slash don't want anyone else to ever
2: watch because i want to protect (laughs) them from it yeah if there's any of those you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i think it should be on the list in some capacity i think
0: (laughs) yeah i just don't know where that's the trouble with it like obviously Mm -hmm. i think i think it's fair to say you know it's on the list because of the content you know people are Mm -hmm. in in similar sort of views what you said, Claire, you know, people cannot and don't want to have to deal with this like why should why do we need to deal with this
2: <laughs> um, yeah it could be so on a obviously... controversial list you know alongside things, yeah obviously. serbian film and shit basically basically my yeah. essay list is what it should be on, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, quite yeah
2: frankly and i think yeah. uh yeah it, it's so great i've
1: tried to be <laughs> a little bit kinder to it because i listened to a couple of reviews before we recorded and i read a couple of reviews and and did a little bit of research but that we've covered it all but about how many cuts and edits it had to have and I am very relieved learning that I didn't see even the full version I saw an even mm. more edited version
3: mm-hmm.
1: but I did read one review that was saying that because of the edits there are a number of plot holes and kind of things that go nowhere um, and that was okay. one of my main issues with the film which would I would rate it even lower because I was like sorry what was the point in that and that didn't make any sense and where did sure. that come from but knowing that how much had to be taken out I'm fucking Mm. relieved if you had to take it out. From what I saw, Jesus, what were you taking out?
3: Mm, But
1: I then can't be that mean to it about it having a bit weird plot and a bit weird narrative because I don't know what
0: key moments had to be removed. It's as if maybe you weren't, it's hard for you to judge it when you haven't seen it in its full entirety of its Mm -hmm. intended Yeah, but thank God I
1: didn't and I never want to.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Please Um, don't send it to me, anyone no please don't we don't we don't don't, don't, we don't, do, don't do it yourself, with that don't. Here. we are already torturing ourselves watching these films please don't make it worse <laughs> okay so as part of the podcast we always like to do a bit of a top three based on the kind of theme of the film that we've watched uh, this episode so we are going to dive into our favorite body horrors and what who better to start us
2: off than the queen of horror herself lucy take it away my top three um really obvious the fly david Cronenberg's the fly the 80s Mm -hmm. version of it because it's disgusting that film i mean jesus christ like (laughs) even for me it's brutal i Um, always wanted
1: to watch it but the bug
2: phobia the bug phobia says don't do it claire don't Um, do it no (laughs) no 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 no. okay okay so i'm just crossing that off the list forever (laughs) no don't do it um also (laughs) kevin smith did kevin smith did one called tusk where he love. turns just a just along into a walrus, yes, it's brilliant. How, how yeah. do you love that film but you hate horror? <laughs> I, I don't
1: hate horror, I'm just scared of horror. Um, Tusk oh, is so one sorry. of the ones that boyfriend that I talked about that we watched a lot of horror together. We watched Tusk together in bed, it was oh. great, we had a
2: great time. The romance, what the room, in, 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 incredible four players, Tusk and Amkin. like <laughs> it's definitely. Uh, <laughs> It's a weird film. It's insane. Nothing it um, says romance,
1: just, like getting high and sleeping in a single bed together, watching Kevin Smith's Tusk.
2: Watching <laughs> Tusk. Yeah. Um, Justin Long's Incredible in Tusk, I mean, he's hilarious. It's just... Oh, it's brilliant. beautiful. It's amazing. Uh, and yeah. And my number three is a, b- a bit of a sort of like off-piste one, I guess. But um, I saw one on Amazon recently called Swallow um, with <gasps> Hayley Bennett in it, where she basically swallows um, like inanimate objects, you know, like marbles and stuff.
1: So... It's incredible. That is... Both Tusk and Swallow were going to be on my list. I literally Uh, have. uh, I never... I never buy physical media. Well, I don't never buy physical media, but I very rarely buy physical media and I never buy it brand new. And I found Swallow last Christmas, just randomly put it on on Now TV. It immediately went to top three of the year for 2020 for me. And Sight and Sound have just released this gorgeous Blu-ray special edition that comes with a little booklet and loads of images from the film and loads of essays about it. And wow. I just moved to, the, to Ireland and I bought exactly three DVDs with me. One, two that I need for this podcast, and another podcast I'm guesting on, and then swallow because what
2: a picture! I it can't is. believe well, I we have funny. two two in common though, Claire. I was not expecting you to be seeing <laughs> these. You've seen Tusk get out of here. Stop. <laughs> I love
1: Tusk. I'm a big <laughs> fan.
2: Oh, he's, he's amazing. He's on my watch list yeah. for sure.
1: Swallow yeah. is like to me high art, like yeah. visually. Oh my god! And like it, I I felt very um, Black Swan vibes.
2: Mm. Oh, it's a gorgeous film, yeah. I think, it, yeah. like I say, it's incredibly stylized. Um and you just want to get out of that situation, honestly. Oh. You know it's such a what a film, man. What a, what a picture. What a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. So yeah, they're my three, um, and I'm really, I'm just, I'm just in shock about Claire. I'm sorry, I just. Wow. <laughs> she,
3: it's I
1: play. have a
2: taste. <laughs> oh yeah, but they're, they're great. They're all great films, and I would recommend them. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daisy, do you want
0: to go while I try and come up with some different? Films? Sure. <laughs> so, well, interestingly enough, I had the one that you didn't have, which was the Fly. As, hey, um, one of my I haven't done mine in any kind of order; they're just general, yeah. general favourites. Mm. Um, yeah, my God, <laughs> like just the special mm. effects—it's just—it's just got this. Like, I just it just. There's no you just in the film, right? It's just the pacing of it, and you're just being sucked in, and and then at that moment where it all comes together, pure horror like that is it's iconic for a reason. And um, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Davis, do fantastic jobs as the lead in that. Um, I definitely need to rewatch it again soon. One of my other ones, I wasn't quite sure if this technically counted, but as I say, I actually haven't seen as much body horror as I thought I had, slash liked the ones that I'd seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Thing. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, literally I love body horror, yeah. 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 I just,
0: what a, like, first of all, even without the bo- body horror, just this atmosphere and this claustrophobia. Like, John Carpenter obviously is like one of the best horror filmmakers, and that's and yeah. why. Um, but and and it's funny because I keep thinking I I started watching the X Files from the beginning for the first time last year and there's a there's an episode in it that basically is like a I don't want to say a parody but it's a, an homage or a pastiche to the to the thing and I rewatched the thing again not long after that because I was like oh it's just it's just fantastic and I just got I've just got those images like burned into my mind and I remember <laughs> using them for like a horror film presentation I did in media studies at A level and it's just a fantastic all-round film as Mm. opposed to just focusing on the grotesqueness of of some of the stuff that happens and it's just very different to what other body horror is out there I think Um, I would
1: definitely I only watched it for the first time last Halloween so like 2020 and I was a bit worried because obviously films like that that are like cult classics and like every man in his mid-20s to late 50s is like (laughs) it's the best film ever made and I tend to kind of bang up against those films and yeah. not enjoy them so I was very very worried about watching it completely blown away like you say if you even if you take out some of the best special effects I've ever seen it's just a fucking great story but then yeah. when you add on the horror and the effects what mm-hmm. a film what a picture what a
0: picture um <laughs> classic me coming through with the film bro choices of course <laughs> um uh... <laughs> so my last choice is a bit more of an obvious body horror and I have mentioned it already in the podcast and I think most people know that I absolutely love this film it's the original Saw um mm. I love the whole franchise and what it does I have never seen the hostels and I know that a lot of people have said that that's like an m- even more extreme version of Saw in some ways and just the other just there's just a bit more of a disturbing nature about it but for me like this series is just iconic because for me there's nothing else like it that i've seen but the very first film as it contained and i do love the second film almost as much but the first even one, i like the second one. one yeah the second one's great mm. i mean i let, let's be honest i'm talking about one and two it's they're it just the the mystery the police detective side of things the horror the fr- there's so many elements that they work with and that's everything's just smashed out of the park and by the time you and again by the time you get to the body horror you're so in the film that you know someone chopping off their leg isn't exactly fun for anyone obviously but with the music (laughs) swelling and the fact that this this surgeon is chopping off of his leg and you can see him become so pale and like and just like sweat it's just I just love it so much. I think it's a fantastic horror film. And, um, uh, what is the name of the, the main motif song? I think it's like Zephyr's song or something like that. Um, but you know, when, um, the reveal um when it's
2: like oh zeph zeph yeah Zepp, yeah 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 hello zeph that's it yeah hello
0: zeph hello zeph because the character's called
2: such a good Hadi piece Zep. of music yeah hello zeph yeah music
0: never gonna get to the end
1: of that film but i will listen to the music
0: you're not able to just stomach that one claire
1: i so i think you like this and the so, I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before. Um, oh, <laughs> I watched Saw 2 as a teen. I did like a Halloween party mm-hmm. and I'd been given a copy of Saw 2, so we just watched it as like a group thing a bunch of teenage girls. Um, and I never got round to watching the first one. And last Halloween, the same time I watched The Thing, I went on a little bit of a non seen horror binge. So, I watched um, The Thing. I watched Rosemary's Baby. I watched Mm. a vampire. woman walks home in the dark, or a lady walks home in the dark. What the the girl Girl. walks home at night. (laughs) Very very close. close. (laughs) None of this is right. Um, I was trying to watch like a vampire film, a Mm. a body horror film, a witch film. I was trying to do one of everything of films I hadn't seen before, um, and I put Saw on, and within. 10 minutes my skin was crawling my shoulders were up to my ears my living room layout my living my sofa is in the middle of the room because it's half a living room half a dining room so I had I if I'm watching a horror film I want my head to be against a wall
0: Um, and whereas I was very much in the middle like there could be someone behind you and I was very much in the middle of the room and I turned my living feeling like there could be someone in the room even though that's not really what what they focus on yeah did not say oh yeah Saw made me scared because it made me feel like there'd be someone in my room but, but it because did there are elements of that mm-hmm. in it yeah. to be able to then get yeah, to the traps sure. you need to be captured yeah.
1: and I had for Halloween turned my living room around and set up a projector so my so far, had my back to the front door. All the lights were off, and it was on a big projector no, blasted across scary. the wall. No. So it was too much, I and um, to I was trying. <laughs> I was I was really trying, and I was being really freaked out. And I was watching it on. Um, it was a legal stream. Um, but it was through my work where we had access to all of these pre-recorded films um, and halfway it had, it was recorded off like ITV2 or something. And they used to stop in the middle for the news and then record like, And then the rest of it would come on after the news. They had not recorded the bit after the news. So it stopped like an hour in. And I literally was so relieved. I wanted to cry and I did look to see if I could legally find another version of it. And I couldn't. And I went, thank fucking God,
0: I don't care. And wow. I'm just like, I'm just not that ever really going to. It really,
2: just it, again, it makes, me like,
0: makes me like, this is my comfort film.
2: <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I have a chicken yeah, piece like... of on me. I fucking love this film. <laughs> I know. Okay, you <laughs> show sure. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. so on my ankle, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. I'm weird like that. again
1: like i talk about the fact that i freak myself out watching horror films that like it's all in my head so yeah claire you know that you freak yourself out watching horror films so why not turn your sofa around the wrong way and turn all the lights off and make it really dark and scary
0: though i do commend you for like you you put yourself in the right like i don't know you just get yourself in these situations (laughs) to really experience this stuff whereas i'm like yeah it's my comfort film but i will turn the light on (laughs) <laughs> oh, i finished let's not let's not get it twisted like like i will be watching the simpsons before i go to bed thank you very much
1: just yeah i had sure I sabrina the teenage witch box set on standby that whole month oh yeah good
0: good, good salem's
1: right. halloween hijinks just to ah uh, much more to, to, yeah just to <laughs> chill
0: um
1: Okay, after I've just talked over both of your top three, Because <laughs> what else would I do after four drinks of strong alcohol? <laughs> it's clear. So I've changed mine up a bit so that I don't have any duplicates. Um, so as Daisy said, she, of course she would pick the film Bro Choice. Mm. I have, of course, chosen the new release choice, because God forbid I ever watched a film that was made <laughs> a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, so I'm going for Titan. Um, of you are. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy passed out
2: in the middle not even in the middle
1: of in the first 20 minutes Lucy yes, I feel like really? I saw you after the screening at LFF and I feel like if I remember rightly you weren't a fan
2: I was very confused and to be honest mm. I'm, I'm still confused <laughs> okay yeah um I, I wouldn't say I hate it but I just I mean I need to watch it again because my brain mm-hmm. was just like eh. I mean, I, okay, it, it's a, it's an amazing like you know the way it's done is brilliant and you know like mm-hmm. there's lots of horrible horrible moments and obviously like you know mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin it too much but there are there are some some moments yeah. and you're like oh, yeah but I need to watch it again for like plot I think yeah and I think not talk over you too loved... much but yeah
1: <laughs> no I think that's why I loved it so much it was my first experience of this Julia Ducorne film um I think
2: that's how you pronounce oh it Ro- know, amazing
1: <laughs> so I had not seen Raw at the time that I saw Titanic and I just went mm-hmm. in going to see it. And I, all I knew was that Raw was amazing and that Raw was very intense. And I knew that Titan was about a woman that fucks a car and gets pregnant, which isn't a spoiler. That is pretty much the yeah, synopsis the of the class. film. It just fixed me laugh. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what I was going in for. I don't even, it's not come out in the UK yet. I don't know at what point this episode is going to release. Um, so it might've come out by the time we release this. It's coming out on Boxing Day. So depending on when this episode gets released. Um, but I didn't, anticipate the violence and the physical violence of the film and I, as i described myself after the film i was a human pretzel i was so physically just oh my mm. overwhelmed But I loved it. I, like, came out and I was like, are the French okay?
2: Because (laughs) (laughs) Somebody check on the French.
1: (laughs) Wow. And I will say, um, I didn't want to put two Julia De films on this. I did then a couple of weeks later, the Prince Charles Cinema were doing a screening of Raw ahead of Halloween and I was able to go and see Raw. Wow. And I genuinely, Mm. like, sat up at night feeling queasy, feeling aroused, feeling (laughs) disturbed. Um, And I will say, shout out to... um, the same time I saw it, the, my favourite podcast, The cast did an episode on Raw, um, and the guest on that episode talks about the sexual awakening, awakening in Raw. So if you've seen Raw, I really recommend listening to The cast episode on it, because it really elevates the film, and I found it a really good accompany me. Um But yeah, so my first one was Titan. Um My second one, I'm going to go with Society which was a very oh. strange film that earlier this year um, I did a challenge for my birthday where I wanted to watch a new a film I'd never seen before from every year that I've been alive I also at the same time was doing a challenge book where I needed to watch a film about rich versus poor someone recommended society to me um, and it fit both challenges so I was like perfect two birds one stone society is very very hard to describe and you're best to go into it not knowing anything about it other than it is both a horror and a comedy slash parody of like LA and Californian and upper class culture that turns into just one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen don't watch the trailer honestly try and avoid as much as you can but it is well worth a watch because it is very unique and and the effects were top oh it's
2: i'm not going to ruin it for anybody but that ending scene is a quite something quite something indeed it's
1: (laughs) it's a thing it's a thing that certainly is
2: yes indeed
1: yes (laughs) yes. and and then my last one which was going to either be Tusk or Swallow is now going to be uh, <laughs> it's going to be Hellraiser, which ah. I watched on my big horror binge last year for last Halloween. And um, not the best film; the acting's a bit patchy. It's very low budget, yeah. but in terms of body horror and physical effects, wow! Like mm. very few thing, f- few films rival it. They really went hardcore, and they created a vibe and they created an aesthetic. And it was I didn't I didn't anticipate it, and it was it was hard to look away but daisy i don't know if you've ever seen it if you found the nipple biting scene in
0: titan a bit rough i wouldn't recommend certain scenes of hellraiser do you know what i think the more we talk about this the more i realize i can't physically stand body horror i think that's <laughs> what it is i think because i i feel quite lightheaded now just like talking about stuff so and i will i will preface this with saying i am extremely sleep deprived i'm not eating well etc so I'm not quite as wimpy as I am coming across but also I but but also I am and I'm not afraid to admit that I'm a bit of a wimp because honestly if my stomach turns I'm like right that's it I'm out I'm done I don't like that feeling but then I love roller coasters so who knows but I'm the opposite
2: I hate roller (laughs) coasters love horror films
0: a mixture the
1: Saw roller coaster at Fort Park is probably one of the best roller coasters I've ever oh, been on. I, I so can't do it. Meet
2: in I can't the middle. No, I middle. love it.
0: No. But then Billy comes out on his little bike and says no! hi to you. Right. <laughs> oh, I just remembered. Yeah, the Saw ride at Fort Park is fantastic. It's fantastic. I can't do the mazes though. Oh my god. No. No. I, I cry. I cry in the queues of mazes and then I leave. That's. My, I that's wouldn't even.
1: Wouldn't even attempt to do the maze. I don't need that in my life. No.
2: I would do the maze, no. but I wouldn't do the roller coaster. You see, I don't want to do the roller coaster it's because I'm really like, no! but yeah, because I feel unsafe. Yeah. I'm, up, I'm up there. <laughs> see, I'm great. the
1: opposite because I feel. Whilst roller coasters do really scare me, because you are up there, it's, it's never the going down on the roller coaster that scares me. It's the going up. Um, but I'm strapped in, and I can hold on to my bar, and I can close my eyes. In a maze, there's no harness. There's no safe seat. I'm not Someone safe. can just fucking come at me from wherever.
2: Yeah, not but especially. it's not. They're all actors, though, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I might have a heart attack and die. It's <laughs> a true it really oh my god incredible I think we've all
0: I think we've all learned what our each of our limits are and they're all different they are all
2: different we've learned a lot uh, today we've learned a lot we've
0: learned we have learned a lot and I'm so intrigued to find out more like from the listeners like what what are your limits what can you do and what can you not stomach because I can do roller coasters but I can't watch someone biting someone's nipple bar on scream without fainting so <laughs> you know you know you're just gonna so if there's a limit for everybody but uh, yeah. I think that about wraps up for our episode um on the human centipede two. so yeah we want to hear from you guys has anyone else seen it um what do you think do you think that it deserves a place um, on the bottom 100 should it go back there are you going to make a campaign and, and get it back on there I um, know you're going to check it out vote the Flintstones the
1: please go on
0: Rotten Tomatoes
1: <laughs> and vote for the Flintstones
0: Claire will continue the campaign for the Flintstones so please please help her out um, you, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at uh, WRatedPod and on Letterbox at Wrated. Um Lucy why don't you tell us where we can find you and if there's anything you want to plug on today's uh, episode
2: yeah sure so uh, my twitter is just at lucy jade bugle it's just my name um and my tv time podcast is like at t the letter v pod um but we're not on at the moment we're kind of hiatus but uh i'm actually not doing a lot you know i'm just kind of chilling for a bit um but then the Can podcast going to come back in january yeah. it's going to come back in january it's going to come back with a bang we've got some great ones we've got um we've got mind hunter and buffy coming <gasps> up in january so Ooh. they're both really good episodes and at some so
1: point they're... I will be guesting and we're going to be talking about a whole different class of horror film or horror which is reality tv oh
2: we are yes yeah, yeah, so r- re- reality tv will be coming back um yeah. it that is all type of horror <laughs> it is ah, well, well I think people can kind of tell what it's going to be but we won't say anything just yet <laughs> uh, but it's it's chaotic and it's Chaosism. got me through it's what got else? me through a lot of Personal things has that programme, yeah. so I've really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed yeah. it. That's do you really do know terrible?
0: what? Me I haven't watched a lot of it, but it, I also had it for moral support at one point. Um it's, I specifically requested where's Big Ed to me. So yeah, yeah. And that yeah. helped me through a difficult It's night. a supportive show. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Fantastic. It's there
1: in times of need.
0: It
2: really is. Oh my okay, God. fab.
1: And Claire, where can we find you? So you can find me
0: at Claire Ellen Hope, Claire without an I. You can find me not resting (laughs) on Twitter at Daisy Vic Edwards. And, um, I mean, I don't post on Instagram at all, but it's Daisy Victoria Edwards if you want to go check that out there. Um, thank you so much for joining us Lucy it's so great to finally get you on the podcast it's been an absolute oh.
2: pleasure so thank, thank you, you. I, I hope I did I hope I did all right it's been a horrible film but I tried my best and it's I've had a good fantastic. time which is the main I, thing
1: <laughs> yes exactly. I don't think it's above me to say that we will probably be very eager to have you back for you yes. which is I believe in like the bottom 20 or something like yeah, it's, it's, it's much,
2: much I, I do film. not like that film, so we'll go hard on Ooh, that film. <laughs> okay, interesting. I'm rubbing my hands together
1: you've, in you've both seen <laughs> it. I have no idea what I'm in for, so I'm mm. putting it here now. I don't know when we're going to do it. Like, like no one come at us being like, when are you going to cover it? Because I need a lot
0: of time to recover from this one. And if she wants me to be there with her, I'm going to have to go to Ireland. So yeah, like if you want to sponsor now... the episode? Yeah, if you can like to sponsor the episode, I'm
1: have... for my flight to Ireland <laughs> and also PCR tests because covid is still a thing
0: because the tests are more expensive than the flight anyway (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Uh, well thank you for tuning in everyone if you do enjoy listening to the podcast um we'd really appreciate any uh follows and subscribes and if you're feeling really generous uh rating or review and of course please go you know hardly rate the Flintstones for Claire I bet (laughs) Um, we hope you can join us for the next episode where we take on another worst rated film, see you then
3: um, my voice memo will be on the Human Centipede 2 and I would
2: like to start by saying I've never seen it but I think that's a red flag I don't want to get stabbed
3: Sent Holy shit, I'm gonna be the main course She
2: said
3: I admire the narrative of
2: character growth I try to get the waiter's attention by blinking in Morse code
3: Why are you blinking so much?
0: I've got something in my eye Here,
3: let me get it out
0: No, thank you I don't want to die Bonjour Sir was blinking at me Is this because your date is a freak? No Very good then Bon appétit
3: Stop hiding Silly made a red flag To not take a chance on the best relationship you've never had Maybe you're right and I'm looking for excuses My heart's got bruises but I'm ready to choose this life it could be of all of my life One day we'll get married and be husband and wife With a tasteful ceremony and the wedding of our dreams Sent to be human sent to be, we can save on the catering. Sent to be only one mouth to feed. If you are the best man, you know the deal. Hocker up. I can finally open myself up to love. I can finally sew a mouth to a heart. Human to be human sense.